Thank you for checking out Coffee Pods, a coffee break length look into the Christian healing ministry. Made up from your questions about praying for others for healing, Season 8 provides you with a handy ministry toolbox to help you pray compassionately and confidently for others. So, whether you're a cappuccino, an Americano or a latte, there's something here for you. Plug in your earbuds, pick up your coffee mug and let's go. Morning, Wes. Good morning. Nice to be back. Yes, definitely. And uh, we're we're continuing with our ministry toolbox for those who pray. Um, And today we're exploring one that is, is quite exciting, actually. We're looking at how we can pray with children, how children can pray for healing, um, so there's a few different areas that I'd like to explore with you um, over the next sort of 20 minutes. Um, but first, I wondered if we could start with children and sickness. Um, so that might be, I suppose, children who are sick. Um, but could you just expand a little bit, maybe on your own experience um, of children and sickness? Yeah, I, do, um, I can remember when I was... Um, I would have had to have been six years old. Mm. Um, and I suffered from acute, acute bronchiectasis, which is, you know, like speaking in tongues at this sort of uh, level. <laughs> um, and, and I remember that I had to go and spend like two, three weeks in hospital while they sorted this out, um, which isn't bad for somebody who then spent his, the rest of his life speaking and singing. <laughs> you know, it's just like really bizarre. Um, but I remember what I had was experience, but no comprehension. I didn't have any understanding. And I remember as a child, you know, and I came from a, 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 you know, a loving home and, and family, but I remember that feeling of, of, of not knowing why, you know, why couldn't I stay at home? Why can't I, you know, get out of bed? Why can't mm. I do this? Why can't I go and play football? You know, and so I think one of the things that children often have, and it's also to do funnily enough with prenatal experiences as well, where, mm. um, you know, in the womb, we can, we are still sentient. We still have consciousness and, but, but we don't have information. We so we have yes. experience without reason. And so I think for children, it can be like that. I think um, I think you're aware that decisions are being made for you, not yeah. with you or by you. So I guess in a sense for children, it can be a very disempowering experience. And, and mm. yes, I, I mean, we, we want to try and keep um, trauma and shock and, and, and the sort of information that isn't helpful away from people but i from children but i think um you know as as a culture we shield our children from death so you know if 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 auntie may dies you know she just isn't there anymore nobody talks about it if the budgie dies you know it suddenly gets replaced by one that sort of looks like it but isn't (laughs) to me and so and i think the thing that we perhaps um assume is that children don't get it yeah but I think that's probably wrong because certainly um, my own children were more aware of stuff than we were. And my, my grandchildren are certainly more aware of stuff, <laughs> um, you know, and, 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 and sort of, I was going to say maturity, but awareness is getting younger. Yeah. Uh, plus, I think, Lisa, the interesting thing is I'd, there, there is obviously no age limit on being sick. <laughs> yeah. 
right? <laughs> so why should why should there be an age limit on praying for the sick? Mm. Mm. Do you, when you were unwell? I mean, you may have been too little to be able to remember, but were you prayed for for healing? Do you know? No. Oh. Uh, and, and interestingly enough, I came from a Christian home. I, I'm sure that my mum and dad prayed, prayed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but they didn't pray for me. Yeah. Um, they didn't, you know, um, they didn't say, "Hey, we're just going to ask Jesus about this." Yeah. Uh, and I think it was part of their culture. It was part of the way that faith was done. But I know that I have, with my kids, so I said, "Why don't we ask Jesus about this?" Yeah. You know? And and uh, I've laid hands on our, my kids. I, I've uh, I've Mary and I have both sat in in the dark when they've been sleeping and not well and you yeah. know and and restive and everything else and we've just sat on the floor by the bed and prayed in English and in tongues over them. Yeah. Um. So I think in a sense, you know, it, it is. Um. I, I. It's a great question. Never thought about that. But no, I wasn't. Mm. Do you think? Um. So when it comes to children being prayed with or prayed for um do you think they have an expectancy to to be healed when it comes to sickness yeah do you know it's really funny um mary and i were with uh, a friend she um works for one of jackie pullinger's teams in mm. a, a country that i won't name um and um we went out to see them and they did some um street ministry with the children yeah. And they just sang some songs and stuff. And then they had um, they had a meal. They just took food. And I've never seen so many people come out of the slums so quickly oh, wow. as, as the news that food came out. Yeah. But, but it, 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 in that process, they said, um, we're just going to pray for uh, the children, anybody who's, you know, um, and of course, they have no medical care. They have no medical insurance. They have nothing. Mm. You know, I, mean, I remember one man came out wearing a lady's top. Mm. Right. And that's not because, you know, it was anything to do with his sexuality at mm. all. It was the only thing that he f found to wear. Yeah. You know, so it's a word. But the interesting thing I noticed about it is that. When you prayed for the children, two things happened. One, they expected it to work. Yeah. And our friend said, and by the way, um, if you've prayed for them and they're not healed, they will tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I think about children, that's the, that's the truth. You know, if you pray for an adult and they say, you know, how is it? They say, oh, well, you know, thank you. I, 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 you know, I feel a little better. If you pray for children, they go, no. <laughs> yeah, they tell you, don't they? And, yeah, and so I remember praying for this uh, this little lad um, and his friend, and he, and he had, he, I mean, it was obviously hunger-related and everything yeah. else, and he had stomach pains and stuff, and I just said, Lord, what do I do? I just prayed for him. Yeah. And he said, he said, pain and gone. Right. And I thought, thank you, Jesus. Mm. <laughs> I don't know whether I don't know whether God got him off the hook or me off the hook, but, you know. <laughs> But I don't. I don't think they have. I don't think children ha live with this expectation that it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, as adults and particularly as Christians, we could think all the reasons why it shouldn't. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think children work like that. I think they have little experience of failure in prayer. Mm. Um, 
I, I think because of that, their faith is perhaps, and their prayers are less corrupted, <laughs> if I could put it yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be a purer process, you know. So mm -hmm. um, to tell you a story, I prayed for, um, I was doing a, a youth meeting, there some young people uh, there in Norway, and um, they said, would you, would you pray for our friend who's a gymnast and she's had an accident, she's hurt her back, you see. So I was just about to pray, and I just felt the Holy Spirit nudge me and say, Wes, don't pray for her. Pray for these two people and let them pray for her. Okay. So I, I said, Look, this is what I'm going to do. I mean, in, in, I don't speak Norwegian, so I managed to communicate this. Is what I'm going to do. So I pray for this, this young couple, this guy and his, his girlfriend. And I said, look, what I'm going to do is I'll pray for you. Why don't you pray for her? And so they said, yeah, okay. So I pray for them. They started to pray and I got distracted. Somebody came behind me and said, would you, would you pray for me? So I said, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I turned around just to see that this young couple were okay. And they were young, 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 young people. You yeah. know, they weren't old. And I saw this gymnast girl doing flick flacks across the, the back of the, <laughs> the front of the chair. And I thought, whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop. You're hurt. You're so, oh, you've been healed. Wow. And of course, that was the first time they prayed. It was the first experience of healing. So the person who tapped me on the shoulder was going in for cancer surgery the following day. Right. So they said, they said, would you pray for me? I said, well, I could do. But actually, I think you should get these two young people to pray for you because so far they've got a 100% success record <laughs> yeah. in praying for healing. And, and they did. And they prayed for her. And I just think, okay, um, they had no anti-experience that yeah. God wouldn't do it. I love that. I wish we could be more like that more often. And I think that's such a childlike attitude, isn't it? You know, your parents tell you something, you're going to believe them uh, uh, most of the time. <laughs> well, yes. And, and I think particularly if you haven't got any experience of it not happening, I mean, exactly. you know, why, why wouldn't you? I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. Jesus says in, um, in Matthew chapter 18, the famous passage about, you know, if your brother sins against you and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But I mean, listen to this. He says, truly, I tell you, unless, unless <laughs> you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And what he's saying is, look, while you cling to all this old stuff, mm. you're never going to get this. Mm. And I, I just think children, fortunately, I mean, I wish I could go back and become more childlike and dump the stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So when it, when it comes down to praying for children, how can we do that? Well, do you think? Well, I, I, I genuinely think that um, the key element is that the spirit in a person is is not immature. The spirit is fully formed. Mm. It's just that your body and your emotions and your mind and they they can be immature. They can be under not yet developed, but your spirit isn't. Mm. So I think that that you know, as soon as you're, um, as soon as you become that living being before God, your spirit is alive, yeah, and and fully formed. Therefore, I I think we should begin to treat children with that same understanding. Um, mm. Now I I think we can pray with simplicity. I don't think we have to dress it up in language, but I don't think we should be condescending either. No. You know? um, so I think I've prayed for children and I've said, oh, you know, 
things along the line of, okay, why don't we ask Jesus about this? And I've just prayed things like, Lord Jesus, you know that, you know, Sophie needs some help mm-hmm. right now. So could you just give that help even now as we pray here, yeah. even as mum has her hand just on Sophie's chest, would you just be present here? And I think that's one of the key things, Lisa, is, um, I mean, even down to things like, you know, with young children, why don't I, can I pray for you and Teddy? Would that be all right mm-hmm. if I pray yeah. for you and Teddy? Because Luca says, you must pray for Teddy too. I said, well, okay, uh, come on, <laughs> let's, let's just get in with this. Uh, um, and so find, finding language that's appropriate. Yeah. Um, I think, I think so long as, so long as you know what you mean when you pray, mm-hmm. and so long as the sickness knows what you mean when you That's pray, it. and God certainly knows what you mean when you pray, I don't think you have to frighten the life out of a child to get the no. will of God done. I no. mean, look at Jesus with Jairus's daughter. Okay, he doesn't stand up and say, "I rebuke a spirit of death," and I come on. <laughs> he just says, "Little girl, I say, get up." Yeah, yeah, we can certainly take that sort of model can't we I like the idea of the appropriate language yeah um because even as adults that's how we want people to pray for us isn't it in that same way yeah good point good point there there are parents and caregivers in the room as well Mm. so you've got to be aware of that yeah absolutely so now I suppose for my favorite part um when children are praying for other people um and I've had a couple of experiences of this experiences of this on the two opposite ends of the spectrum, which I suppose is a good thing. Um, the first was um, uh, I was with YWAM and uh, we were just having a worship and prayer time. And uh, this wonderful, she must have only been about four uh, year old girl, just started praying for healing for somebody on the team. And I'd never seen, uh, I've never seen a child pray for healing before at that point. And the way she just went straight into it, ran over to them, started praying. And then I suppose the other one was um, when I was working for a church a few years ago. And one of the uh, young people, he was was probably about 13 at the time, he uh, asked to be on the prayer ministry team. And uh, unfortunately, he wasn't able to. And it it caused quite a stir because it made the church start to think, well, what is is a young person or a child's involvement? Um, in prayer ministry so it's been lovely to see two different um, examples of it but for you how how would you say is best um, when children are praying for other people what can we learn well I I I think I think you know we do the thing where in the the youth group and the children's work you know we would encourage children to pray Mm. and it doesn't seem that there if there is no age limit on getting sick, I don't think there's an age limit on on praying for healing for others. Yeah. And so I think one of the key things has been to say, um, I mean, I, I, the story is a sad one because I, I think if, do you know, if we could let our children and young people get a love for the kingdom, oh. they would they would not get a love for the world. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, you know, so if you let your young people get involved in ministry and they see Jesus heal someone or they see someone come to Christ, they're not really going to be that 
necessarily bothered about sex, drugs, rock and roll and yeah. whatever else might go on. They're still going to be normal teenagers and children, absolutely. But the balance has shifted. And I think it's a mistake by the church to assume that you've got to have almost a spiritual degree qualification before you can be trusted yes. to pray for people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think one of the key things is when children pray, their prayers are direct and they're often short. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Jesus, would you please heal John? Um, yeah. You know, um, what they don't do is they don't say, Lord, John has been such a faithful servant of yours for all these years. <laughs> and, you know, almost like giving God somebody's CV before they <laughs> yeah. then slip in the request. Oh, and by the way, yeah. now, we've, now we've softened you up. Would you mind being kind <laughs> to John? Um, and children, children have this idea that um, it's okay to ask God and he doesn't mind answering. And actually, mm -hmm. I wonder, honestly, Lisa, even now just talking with you, I just wonder if one of the big mistakes for the church in healing is that we haven't let the church do it. You know, we haven't let yeah. everybody do it. We haven't let the kids do it. And, and I, you know, I, on a previous podcast, I talked about a number of meetings where I let the children go and just say, well, yeah. you, you start praying first. Go on. Off you go. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that I've learned from children praying is that knowledge doesn't always equal faith okay yeah so i think just because i know stuff <laughs> yeah you know i find it easier to believe stuff and um you know we assume that you need to know everything before you can pray effectively and i dispute that i, mm. I let's face it lisa the knowledge of good and evil didn't help us that much in the garden of Eden. <laughs> that's a good point yeah okay yeah. so you know if knowledge equaled faith then every academic would be the most powerful christian in the world yeah but actually it doesn't um and that's because i think in praying we are not dealing simply with understanding in the mind we're dealing with understanding of the spirit and mm. i think that's a different thing and i think children can get that much easier than adults i think we become cleverer and more mature and we call it wise but actually i think we become foolish if i'm honest mm. um, I think that's a good thing to take away yeah. if you take anything away today yeah, yeah. I, you know and so i think you know i think the other thing that is is quite interesting for children is that um they don't do the subliminal messaging in prayer, you know, the horizontal praying. <laughs> Lord, I pray for Wes that you would show him that, you know, they just say, if I, I'll tell you my last story. Um, yeah. We got, we got some of our young people to pray uh, for the leaders. And one of the young people prayed for me. This was seriously, this was his prayer. He said, dear God, if there is any sin in Wes's life, I ask that you show it up so that he can get rid of it and he can walk with you. Oh, that's amazing <laughs> yeah because everybody else is like choking thinking the senior pastor <laughs> i tell you what there isn't a single adult in the room who would have had the courage to pray that prayer no you're right mm. so if you're listening i would say if you're wise you're going to get your children involved in the ministry team yeah do it appropriately do sure. it wisely safeguarding absolutely but don't stifle the kingdom in children mm, wonderful
Uh, it makes you start to think how you might see the children being more involved, doesn't it? Just talking about it, which is awesome. Um, maybe that's something you could pray for, Wes, just um, Love how we go forward with this. Can I just say, if you've got children in your house, stop this now and go and get them and start it again at this point. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you that you're not waiting for children to grow up before you will give them your spirit and you will pour your power through them. So I pray for all those children who now have just been gathered together around this podcast. And Lord, can I ask you now, please, that you will give to them your Holy Spirit. You will pour it into them and that through their hands being laid on other people and their prayers, that you will cause healing, divine healing. God poured out healing through their praying and their ministry. And Lord, I bless them today in the lovely name of Jesus. And Father, I pray for all those of us who think we're grown up, Lord, that you will help us to release the ministry of healing and of your spirit through children and young people. God, thank you. Thank you that throughout the Bible and history, you use young people and children to get your kingdom done. So let it be so, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brilliant. Thanks, Wes, for another great conversation and uh, looking forward to catching you next week. Yep. Thanks for doing it. Bye. Bye. We hope that you found this week's episode of Coffee Pods helpful and inspirational. If you like what you're listening to, please give us a like and share. We'll catch you soon. Thank you.